0: hi guys welcome to our podcast so today is our first episode i'm joined by my husband we are here today to talk about how we accepted jesus into our life and how we received salvation Uh, so let me introduce him first and then let's go ahead with the rest of the show
1: Hi, and this is Samuel Isaac, I'm um, Blessie's uh, husband. We are all um, keeping well by the grace of God. Uh, so I do a business and uh, I'm a YouTuber and uh, God has led beautifully all these days and we have joined together on uh, 2012 and uh, by His grace, His um, leading wonderfully for that, I'm really grateful. So I'm happy to join with you all.
0: So, um as we go into this topic so today we want to discuss of how we accept jesus into our life Uh, we were both born uh, in a christian family so um we do know that you know by teachings and by going to church and we do know that um there's jesus christ so it's not like we don't know anything about christianity or anything about jesus we knew from the start so, a person who don't know about Jesus accepting Christ is different. But uh, you being born born in a Christian family, getting to know Jesus is different. Um, we go to church every day, so Christ and uh, the Christian Christianity as a religion becomes a part and a parcel of life. But there is another aspect called accepting Christ as your personal savior. So I want Sam to share a few words on how you accepted Christ initially. You were also born in a Christian family. So
1: So I accepted Christ as my personal savior. So, so there is a difference between receiving and accepting. So, I accepted Him because uh, He delivered me from all my sins and He set me free from all my sicknesses and uh, I got deliverance from all my worries, depressions and so on. So, uh, as you all do know, this salvation is something that can be able to save you. So, this um, salvation is something, for me, it's a gift of God. So it cannot be given to all, so it is a gift of God that he has given to a few of us and I want everyone to have that gift so that you can be delivered and you can be saved from uh, all the things that is happening around you and uh, you can experience deliverance that is very important. So salvation for me is deliverance.
0: Okay. As you rightly pointed out uh, when you started initially you said um, there is a two different aspects. One is receiving and one is accepting. Receiving is what we receive from our, what our parents tell us, what our church tell, tells us. But accepting is different. So for me, it was, uh, I've, I've received it a lot. For me, acceptance, Christ as a personal savior happened in a very later stage in life. Uh, not initially when I was a kid. So when you were a kid, you go to church. You uh, it becomes like a habitual routine. But only when you only when I think only when I started going to college. Only around those times when I started to taste and experience God, and started to when there is a, when there is a problem or when there is um, when there is a situation and you want to lean on God and you when there is a situation like that okay uh, you start trusting into God and you ta- start leaning onto him you start accepting him for you was there any situation like that
1: accepting Christ oh.
0: like you were also born and brought up uh, but uh, often you told like you know your mother actually you know kept praying for you in all your sicknesses all that is there but when did was there any circumstances which you made you realize that yes I'm gonna lean on him yeah
1: there are many situations uh, but um, for me it's like uh, when I've given up when there is no chances and when things doesn't happen my way and whenever I called him, he really helped me. So that's what it is. So I have accepted him into my heart. So that starts a great uh, deliverance which I experienced. So certain things I do struggle. You no, know? I put all my efforts. I used to you know put um, um, all my um, uh, things into it to come out of it, but uh, it doesn't happen naturally. So obviously i need the help of god and that i felt that god is uh, living and i accepted him there are many situations at times of sicknesses and uh, whenever i prayed and there is something called uh, called a deadline so when i when i used to frame my own plan and when it doesn't happen i used to set a deadline no if it doesn't happen this way by praying I will go for that and that time when uh, everything was uh, not uh, according to my plan when I have given up on everything I trust on God I prayed and he really helped me particularly as uh, she said a time of um, sicknesses when there was a boil in my leg I never took any medications but um, obviously the very next day have to go to school those uh, um, Those was a long way back, and um, the that happened in my childhood days. So when there was a boil, and um, I was really struggling, but I had faith in God, and uh, that was a deadline. And the very next day, I have to go to school, and um, my situation never. Uh, seemed very good and positive to walk back to school. That was a day of an examination but still I trusted God and uh, even my teachers and everyone, they forced me to take uh, medicine. But uh, obviously, uh, I trusted God blindly but there was no chances of getting healed the very next day. Uh, And uh, they said, if you're not going to take um, medicines if you're not healed the very next day we will drag you and we will take you to the hospital but uh, that day was very painful I was uh, crying and I prayed the very next day immediately there was no symptoms suddenly in a particular uh, um, hour I felt the power of God where I was healed completely the next day I walked uh, before them and it was a great uh, sight and uh, that's what faith And uh, as we all know, the salvation is by faith and uh, which we receive by the grace of God. And again, it's a gift of God. So uh, at that point, I really felt there is God and I accepted him more deeply into my life. And uh, not only I accepted him as God, but also as my personal savior. And he was really my personal savior thus far. For that, I'm really very grateful
0: yeah so i've i've heard about this uh, incident so so for me it was like uh, when i accepted christ as my personal savior was uh, when when i want to get over something is uh, it it could be a, a sin that i was doing for a very long time or it could be a simple uh, thing as watching a video uh, getting addicted to something so when there is no chance of me getting out of it when i pray to god that i would have prayed 101 times but then when i pray to god with all my heart with all my soul with with the earnest uh thing that i want to get out of it the in the minute i pray and uh, you know i go back through I'm a person who goes back to test things. So when I go back to watch it or when I go back trying to do the same sin, I wouldn't be interested in it. So that's when I realized, whatever said and done, that I have accepted Christ as my personal savior. So that was my um, story of how I got into this whole uh, uh, aspect of accepting God. Now I want to ask you another thing that is um, we always associate accepting God and our sins being removed. Okay. So there's no uh, saying that, you know, as 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 long as you are a human being, there is no way that you will be living without sin. So when did you feel that, you know, your sins were forgiven?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. So, and uh, I'm very glad to share with you about that experience. So, the time when I felt like um, have to be delivered from sin, the uh, the very uh, the the very next moment, I used to cry to God. As uh, she said, I used to um, pray to God in what are the areas that I'm really struggling with and uh, in what are the things I'm really finding difficult. So that's what my own efforts and uh, it's not going to be helpful anymore. So at the junction, I used to pray to God and I will tell all my weakness and infirmities. And after the very moment I finished my prayer, I used to feel great joy and uh, great happiness and uh, deliverance that's what very important so not always good works can save you but um, it's uh, salvation that can able to help you so it is a it's a great difference of being saved so the salvation is something a permanent deliverance which we are talking about it's not something temporary and at times uh, i used to ask uh, forgiveness for uh, what i have done And uh, very uh, next moment, you know, I feel like um, all my sins have been pardoned. So, there I used to enjoy my joy of salvation. So, there are many situations uh, when I felt that I can't do, uh, you know, I I, I can't be delivered from certain things. And uh, at that time, you know, when I confess, that's what it is, that uh, confession plays a big role. So, that confession is something, you know, very important as it is written in the Word of God and uh, I could able to see. Um, in Bible also, I could uh, mention certain things. The Old Testament sins have been covered. So, but in the New Testament, now, as we all do know, Jesus uh, is looking for our confession. So, whatever uh, we confess through our mouth and not only it should be the confession, but it should also be the confession of faith. Oh Lord uh, you have to help me by your faith I am praying uh, help me to come out of that sin or uh, that particular struggle struggle which I am going through in my life maybe lust or uh, maybe some sin that we are doing which is against God so spiritually speaking so God uh, really wants a deliverance so he needs our happiness as long as there is something in our heart and as long as we do have sin And as long as we are committing something against God, the transgression, we can't enjoy that uh, happiness. So that happiness, the joy um, won't be there and we will feel guilt, which is a tool for uh, Satan. So it's a weapon for Satan. So as we all do know, we need uh, forgiveness. So the forgiveness is something which we can receive at salvation. So for that we need to confess. So whenever I confess, I have to have faith in God. I, as I had, know that God is able to forgive my sins, as uh, we all uh, read in Scripture. He is the only God who has been given authority to forgive us all our sins. And uh, so, as it is uh, mentioned, if He confesses our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive. That's very important. Although, if you confess to anyone, if they are not uh, able to forgive, there is no use at all. So, he is just to forgive. So, I believed, I confessed and I got deliverance.
0: For me, it was like um, um, uh, forgiveness of sin is one aspect and then keeping Christ as the center of your life was another aspect of uh, salvation. Okay. it's not always easy to keep Christ as the center of our life because we live in an era like that. You know, uh, we think a lot. Then there's a lot of influence from the internet. There's a lot of influence from the people around us. So uh, keeping Christ as the center of our life is a challenge. How do we keep Christ as the center of our life? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a um, very important thing in our life, keeping Christ in a center of our life. So, as uh, we all do know, everyone has uh, something for themselves, So which is called uh, a self-centered life. So, we are not talking about a self-centered life. We are talking about a Christ-centered life, which is very important in our life. So, if we have some fear, Like, I'm talking about Godly fear, okay? Like, uh, I've set my God always before me, so therefore I won't be moved. So it's very important, so if there is anything that can able to move you, or that can able to disturb you. So if you have that guts of boldness to confess that I've placed my God in the center of my life, then certainly you can have all assurance and boldness about that salvation. So, uh, the important thing keeping Christ as a center of your life is that always meditate and have a close fellowship with God. So, if you are going to have fellowship with God and if you are given to have first priority of seeking Him always and if you consult Him him always for any matters, then you are going to keep uh, Christ as a center of your life.
0: Okay, for me, this, uh, how do I answer the question that I just asked and what my husband had answered? For me, it is a Bible verse which I, uh, which I faithfully follow every day. That is, trust in the Lord with all your understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Sorry, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding and he will show you the way. So, everywhere on my phone screen, on my uh, uh, planner, on places which I look very often, I have this quote on it. So, whenever I look at it and I'm, I'm like constantly reminded I have to keep asking God in everything I do. That's how I keep God in the center of my life. Okay, uh, so the next thing is um, what I wanted to ask is about... There is a next aspect in salvation that uh, a part of accepting Christ as your personal savior is also acknowledging that Christ died for you on the cross and uh, by which your sins are forgiven. Uh, We all know that um, for for a person who is not a Christian, uh, for the first time listening to God that he died on the cross will be pricking but as a as a um, as a children born as a child born in a christian family um, kept, we keep on listening to christ died on the cross christ died on the cross but we uh, personally i didn't experience it for a very long time i experienced it very late at a very later stage when someone tells you they did something for you when they did something for you and you haven't seen it the impact that um what they did for you will will seem lesser than when you witness it yourself okay so um christ died on the cross long so many years back but somehow the the blessings of the cross or the The emotions that comes out of the cross that touches you still lives. So when was it that you really understood that Christ actually died on the cross for us? When was that?
1: And uh, for this, uh, the very important thing that I have to say is that the one encouraging verse which keeps me going is that uh, since Christ has given himself on the cross, he has borne all our sins on his own body that we may be free so God wants us to be free so whenever I felt that I am free I used to think about the cross of Calvary which he has done and finished for me long years back so that is a gift and it is also something he has given his own son that I may be justified from my sin
0: Okay. Uh, for me it was a different story Uh, I think I was about uh, studying 8th grade or 9th grade, I guess. Um, So, it wasn't like I really understood, okay, Christ died on the cross. And uh, yeah, it is emotional when you actually go through all this. But actually didn't experience that. So, it was one um, dream that I had when I really felt the pain That Christ would have gone through so that actually from then onwards whenever I think of the cross I could feel the pain of God and how how much pain he had gone through even though he doesn't know me as in even though I was not born in the time when he used to live I was born very very late but um, you know but he still died on the cross knowing that I would commit all this sin and he had given me a deliverance but um so i shouldn't be doing what i'm doing like you know you get that you get pricked in your body like say see so much of pain a person went for you only when you experience that pain see when a person who does not have a headache uh, see if i was a person who did not have a headache at all and my husband keeps saying like i have a headache and i wouldn't know what the headache was i would say okay a headache just work keep working But when I get a headache, only then I'll realize that the pain of a headache is much worse. Then I will start understanding his pain. So was there any time then you realized that like for me, like how I realized Christ's pain and then I stopped doing some things. Was there any time you realized, was there any experiences you had or was it just Bible verses that pricked you?
1: You know, I had many experience whenever I used to take part in Lord's table and that's where I used to really feel you know, what God has done is not an ordinary thing. He has done something which is very extraordinary and uh, he has done for me and having uh, a great joy before him and that joy certainly was uh, we are that we should be justified. So as it is written, He was uh, dead for our sins and He was raised up for our justifications. He took all uh, sins upon Himself in order to set us free. So, whenever uh, um, I commit something uh, against God and uh, the next moment the, when cross uh, pops up in my mind, I used to feel it is for me, Christ has died, so I will be delivered and I should not do that anymore.
0: Yeah, so it's, it was actually when I, start, when I had that dream, only after that, I, whenever uh, we take the Lord's table in church, there wasn't one single time I would have taken it without crying. Because uh, once you start accepting Christ, you will start experiencing what Christ has experienced. And you wouldn't want to go back. That is what I think is salvation. That is what I think is accepting Christ as a personal savior. Uh, is there, Now, we are coming to a, towards the end of our episode. It's quite a long episode. Uh, do you want to say anything more about salvation and uh, accepting God?
1: You yeah, accepting God is something you have to confess uh, from your mouth that Christ has died for uh, all our sins. And next thing, you have to confess that He is uh, only God. And uh, who has all authority to forgive us our sins. And uh, next thing you have to not only confession, you, have, you should also believe that uh, he is just uh, to forgive us all our sins. Not only is uh, able to forgive, but he is also able to cleanse us. So that's very important. He used to cleanse us and he will justify us. And uh, with that hope that he, is, he has saved us, we have to move through in our life
0: so we're going to end this episode with uh, what we think uh, is a step by step of confession, uh, accepting christ is uh, as he said the point one is to trust god and then admit yourself that you are a sinner and you need god's help and uh, third is uh, and confess that uh, you know um, that you need god's help and that you are a sinner and uh, third is being uh, third is willing to change and uh, turn from your uh, turn away from your sin. and have, fourth is having faith in God. And uh, the fifth one is to believe that Jesus Christ died for you and has buried uh, and was buried and rose again from dead. and by the death on the cross, your sins are justified and you're forgiven. And uh, keeping Christ as the center of your life, giving your heart and your soul and your body wholly to Christ. Um, And finally, to pray and read the word of God. So these are what we could, uh, you know, tell from our experiences. If there's anything you want to share with us, uh, do let us know. And uh, this podcast will be available even on iTunes and uh, Spotify. So please do check us out and we will come up with an episode every week. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Thank you and God bless you
0: guys. Hi guys, welcome back to this episode on our podcast Faith Life 24-7. So today I want to talk about a very important topic that is a fear of missing out FOMO. more. Um FOMO has uh, its positive side and its negative side. For what I why I wanted to talk about this is because I was watching uh a, a, a Netflix and on this ep, and on this se- a series called Girl Boss and what struck me most is the generation that we are living in is so fast paced that everyone wants to catch up with everything. We don't want to let go of anything. We just want to be, we just want to experience anything and everything, even though it does not, um, it does not affect us directly. It does not relate to us directly. So this fear of missing out is a real phenomena that is becoming increasingly common and is causing a lot of stress in our lives so um, like um, with social media like Instagram and Facebook uh, what people post and post on their pages are always a well directed or well edited pictures but then even though we know that those pictures are well edited and you know it's always a setup, but still deep down it affects our self-esteem deep down it cre- creates a sense of envy and that is where this uh, this uh, emotion of the fear of missing out comes into. This feeling of the fear of missing out. That others are having more fun. Others are living a better life. Others are experiencing better things than us. Creeps somehow. Even though we do know that uh, everything that is posted on the internet with the YouTube or um, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok is all staged acts. Even though we do know that. We, We don't stop... Comparing ourselves with what we see. So um, that is when it got me into thinking. What is triggering anxiety? What is triggering um, depression? What is triggering fear? It's the fear of missing out. Now from a biblical perspective... Okay, um, fear the birthplace for FOMO, the human fear is in Genesis chapter 3, verses 5. See, when the Satan had, uh, when the Satan, the former serpent, spoke to Eve that, um, about the fruit. The sentence ended like, you will be like God. Okay, uh, so, uh, what Adam and Eve could want more at that point was to escape and become their own boss. And to preserve their own independence. Find out the truth. Keeping all glory to yourself. So he so that was irresistible that was irresistible that irresistibleness made eve take a bite so um that is what that is that's the first tactic that the satan uses to sabotage the relationship between god and man and it worked and this um Tactic is still working even today. It still works with us, so it it doesn't end there. A human heart, um, human heart kindles by a, just a spark. The spark can be from anything. A spa, The fear of missing out does not only mean Instagram or social media. The fear of missing a bus a fear of missing a spouse, a fear of missing a promotion, a fear of missing a stock tip, a fear of missing dates with friends, a fear of missing uh, of talking to friends, a fear of not going out with a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And we all experience this mixing, missing out. So it's a tactic. It's So where does this fear of mi- missing out die how does it die so um in a story god says about the rich man and for the poor man lazarus a rich man who's socially and financially not missing out in any way any felt way and um, Poor man Lazarus who is pitiful and reproachfully missing out on every possible way. So, the rich man who lost everything when he went to heaven and the beggar gained everything when he went to heaven. So, the rich man turned to eternal beggar focuses on the fear of missing out for his loved ones there was a desperate cry if you if you see we see the scriptures this Christ says that eternity will make up for every other pinch or the loss you have suffered in monetary life. So that is what Christ came down to earth. He, he came down to promise us eternal life. In Philippians 3.8, it says that I count every deprivation in my life as no expense at all in light of never missing out on surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my lord for all eternity now this fear is fills our heart will fill our heart only when it is when your heart is empty and void one thing I learnt was if you focus or you if you channel your fear to good things, if you channel your fear to something that is good and you fill your heart with the fear of God, then no other fear is gonna attack you. So with that, I'm gonna end this podcast. And I hope this rant which i feel about the whole scenario will help you in some way keep stay tuned and we'll have much more exciting episodes coming for you thank you bye